Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Hi, this is Roland with Shedding Shackles, now in its 33rd year on the air helping people deal with stress. Albert Einstein said, There are two ways of living life, as if nothing is a miracle and as if everything is a miracle. If there's no miracle or magic in your life, you need to find out why. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is the flow of magic. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi everyone, this is Roland. I want to talk today about magic. Christ's magic and God's magic. Christ did many wonderful, magical things. He turned water into wine. He raised the dead. He healed the sick. He did many wonderful things. And at the end of John's Gospel, John says that Christ did so many more things that there wouldn't be enough books to fill up with all the things that he did. Well, he had a special magic. And I want to talk to you today in terms of why there isn't magic in your life. And the reason is that you have blocked it. There's a beautiful flow, a flow of God's grace. And along with God's grace, he gives you the power to do things. There was a wonderful term that an economist came up with, and he talked about the unseen hand of God. The unseen hand of God. Well, we know that there used to be a magic, and there still is a little bit of it in the United States. There was something magical that happened here. Wealth was created There was bounty for everyone. It was a land where there was creativity and joy and building, and it was beautiful. We still have a little bit of that left, but some of it is gone now because of uh, who has gotten to be in charge of things and the misleading of uh, people and the miseducation of them. There's magic that happens. You've tasted of it in your life. Sometimes when people get together, they work on something. Everyone enjoys what they're doing. It's a good cause, and everybody chips in. And somehow it's magical. And more happens. What do they call that? Oh, there's a term for it. But more comes out than was put in. How is this possible that more can come out than went in? It's amazing. But you've seen it. It's magic. And there have been other magical things you may have encountered in your life. Something was broken, and then it fixed itself. You've probably had that happen, haven't you? Or you were up against, you didn't know where to turn, and then something magical happened. And you were rescued from your dire circumstance. Some people get a new lease on life. Other people... There's magic. I never forget the story of one lady 
who uh, somehow was in a severe car crash. And this was a long time ago when people didn't have seatbelts or wear them. A long time ago. But anyway, she flew out, flew out of the car, and then she landed in a great big bed of hay, a great big bed of hay, and she wasn't even hurt. We've all heard of such things. We've read about them. We've, we've experienced them to some extent. Magic. Well, there is magic. God's magic. Everything is magical. Take a look at a butterfly. How does this wonderful butterfly do what it does? God made the butterfly. It's amazing, this butterfly. So everything that God does is wonderful and magical. Einstein said that there are two ways of living life, as if nothing is a miracle and as if everything is a miracle. Rather than use the term miracle, I want to use the term magic. God does so many wonderful things. And he is able to make it happen that more comes out than goes in. More comes out. Look at Christ. Remember? He had, what did he have? I don't remember this number, but he had a couple of loaves of bread and a couple of fish, and then somehow he fed 5,000. How did he do that? That's the magic. So, you want to have that magic in your life? You've had a little bit of it. You've tasted of it. You know it exists, but it eludes you. Why? Let's talk about some ways in which it is blocked. Ways in which you block grace. See, grace is there. You have to receive it. Forgiveness is there. It's already there. You have to receive it. See, the magic is there, but you have to tap into it. And you're not. So let's talk about ways in which you block the flow. I'm sure you've all I don't know, taking a karate class or a kung fu class or something, and they talk about the flow. Well, you've heard the expression, go with the flow. Well, uh, that, that's a little different, though. That's kind of like giving into the flow. I don't, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how do you block God's grace in your life and realizing his forgiveness and then having magic, so you can participate, so you can make wonderful things happen. Well, here's what you, you're doing wrong. First thing you're doing wrong is you're resenting other people. Resentment is a block. Christ said, resist not evil, overcome evil with good. Well, to overcome evil with good Good has to flow through you, but it's not flowing through you when you resent someone. Resentment is a little bit of hate. It's a little bit of denial. Whatever it is, it blocks love. You remember a long time ago when you were a little child, you could, you could do one thing and then another, and then another and another. And you, you know what they call that now? They, they call it what do they call it? Hyperactivity or something like that? Well, some kids are hyperactive, but others, they just go from one thing to another. It's perfectly natural. You do this for a few minutes and then something else, and you do this for a minute, and then you do that, and you, 
You do one thing and then suddenly you go ask a question and then you rush away and do something else. That's perfectly natural. That's the way I am. I'm 70 years old and that's the way I am. I do a little this and a little that. When I'm no longer interested in it, I put it down and I do something else. That's the natural way. Free, unencumbered. See, so that's what you, you must find. Another way that you interfere with the magical flow Ways in which you block grace is by trying, trying to make something happen, trying to change your husband, trying to change your kids, trying to make things work out. Apply your effort, your will, what you want, and it's usually for a selfish reason. And your efforts, your huffing and your puffing, all it does is it separates you from God's will and from the power. See, when he, ha when he wants something to be done or, or has something in mind, he not only make, helps you to find that path or that way, but he also gives you the power so that it can be done. And you block that when you're trying, struggling to make something happen. You're blocked. Now, another thing is studying and concentrating. When you study, 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 and try to, try to fill your brain with knowledge, what are you doing? You're looking to knowledge instead of to intuition. See, part of the magic flow is intuition. God gives you insight and realization. You just wordlessly know something, wordlessly realize but instead you block it by looking to knowledge for answers, see? Then another way you block yourself is by doing other people's will. You become hypnotized. You want to please people. You don't want to rock the boat. They tempt you. They hold out some kind of advantage. They promise you something. And so you try to please them and go along with them and do what they tell you so you can get selfish advantage while you're not doing God's will. Anytime you respond to temptation, no matter who it's coming through, anytime you respond to temptation, you see, you put yourself into a different realm, a different state of mind, a different state of being, a different place. A different place. Steal one penny. Steal one penny. Respond to the temptation in your mind to steal one penny. And immediately you're cut off from the flow of the bountiful flow. What does it say in the Bible? God said something about when people turn to him, he will give them so much blessing that it can hardly even be received. There's so much of it. It's the unseen hand of God. Isn't that a beautiful way of saying it? Well, I want you to understand now that there is magic. Now, sometimes God will choose a person to accomplish something. And when you look at the person, you think, well, he doesn't seem like he's that wonderful a person. He's definitely not a saint or anything. Well, God chooses him to accomplish something. And you see great things happening. And somehow it's part of God's will and part of his, his plan. 
But never mind that. Never mind. It's none of your business what other people do or don't do. None of your business. What you must do is have magic in your life. Now, here's another way. It's by getting emotional. Emotional. Because when you become emotional, the emotions rise up and they overwhelm your consciousness and you lose sight of, uh, of what's right. You lose sight of wisdom and understanding and love. And you're immersed in the emotions, the animal emotions, and the beauty and, and the sweetness and the goodness and the understanding and the wisdom are precluded by the emotion. And you know that's true when you become angry. So that's the other problem. Then the other thing you do, see, I'm giving you a, a list. You should get this program and listen to it over and over and over and over. So you can see how you're actually blocking the free flow of grace, the free flow of power and of love and of understanding and insight. Now I lost my train of thought. Another way that you block things is by, um, see, I lost, lost my train of thought. But see, that's another thing. A flow. Another way you block the good is by making something too important. Making something too important. You fixate on it and you lose sight of uh, what's right. It becomes more important than what's right. And because of that attitude, you are cut off from realizing what's right. And then the other thing is uh, the wrong timing. See, God has his timing. And he can make wonderful things happen. But it's in his timing, not yours. This is Jeremiah Trujillo. My dad is on a mission to help people overcome stress, and he believes that Jesus is the most important person sent to relieve people from stress. As my dad has said before, I'm a man with a microphone. My dad does not have a church. Instead, he has a microphone, a desk, and a computer, and produces programs to send a message about how you can find the right path God has for you. My dad believes that sin causes stress, and becoming aware of sin is a key to refinding joy and happiness. You're listening to Shedding Shackles. If there's something that you would like to have happen, and it's something good, and it's not selfish, and you really and truly would like something good, maybe someone near you that really and truly you wish something well for them. But see, the thing is, we don't even know what, what the good is. I mean, yeah, we know we're not supposed to cheat or, cheat or lie or steal and all that. We know all of that. But what I'm saying is, 
in any particular instance, you yearn for the right thing for someone else, for example, but you don't know what it is. You don't know what what the right thing is. You know, should they be on the team or not on the team for your kid, for example? You see what I mean? You just don't know. So just have it as a question. Wonder about it. You would like to have the answer, and you just wait upon God, and all of a sudden the answer is there. And sometimes it's not anything you did. It just, something good happened, and it's solved. Remember I said things fix themselves? Sometimes situations are solved. The problem goes away. And you didn't do anything to make it go away, so it's very humbling to the ego. See, the ego always wants to make things happen and play God, and the ego wants to uh, take credit for everything. So when something wonderful happens and you didn't make it happen, then it's humbling to your ego, so let your ego be humbled. Stop trying to make things happen, and then things will happen. Stop trying. And it, it doesn't... See, stopping trying doesn't mean throwing in the towel and resentfully uh, giving up or resigning yourself. It means just, it's like the beautiful expression, let go and let God. That's what it is. So I've given you quite a few ways in which you block the magic. So I would like for you to begin to have magic in your life. God's magic. Not anything else but his magic the way he makes a butterfly. It's a marvel. How does he do that? Look at mathematics. It's so beautiful. Everything that he does. We don't even know how he does it. How does he make a blade of grass? You don't know. You have no idea. Yeah, you, you can take a course in biology, and you can look, look at a blade of grass and see the cells there, and then you can give everything a name, Here's this, and here's that, and here's the cell wall, and here's the protoplasm, and here's this, and here's that. But when it's all said and done, all you can do is give things names. You have no idea how he did it. So how about your life? Do you think you can manipulate everything? You can manipulate your husband and your, your kids and, and everything and give yourself happiness, give yourself forgiveness, give yourself anything? No. Let God do it. So, butt out. Stop meddling in other people's lives. And stop trying to change people and make things happen. Wait upon God. And wait for his magic to appear. And if on a day or a week or a year or a decade you don't see any magic, then so be it. Just watch and see that you're not blocking it. Are you resenting someone? Are you making something too important? Are you trying to manipulate somebody? Are you resenting somebody? Are you angry at somebody? Do you have a grudge against somebody? See? So look at your own. What did Christ say? Look at the splinter in your own eye. Instead of looking at the log. In, no, he said look at the log in your eye instead of the splinter in somebody else's eye. And realize that all of your efforts and your huffing and your puffing and your resetting and your manipulating and your playing God and you're trying to make things happen and you're making anything too important and you're doing any, any of that in the wrong timing, all of it blocks the magic.
listener call in line is available 24-7. Call Roland now at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Leave your name, the city you're calling from, and your question, and Roland may answer your question on the air. I've been talking about how we block the flow of grace, how we block the magic that God has waiting for us. And I listed several ways that we do that. And I want you to see, I want to make it crystal clear that grace is there. God's love is there. Forgiveness is there. The magic is there. It's all there. But you block it. You keep apart from it so it doesn't flow in your life. So if you have emotional blocks, learning blocks, blocks against love, blocks against anything, you can be sure that one of your mistakes is behind it. It's not that God has forgotten you. It's not that he's not there. It's not that there isn't a solution available. It isn't that hope is not there. It's that you've blocked yourself from it. And I want to focus on the number one way that we block ourselves. And I'm going to say it again. It's resentment. And I want to prove to you right now, once and for all, that I know what I'm talking about and that it is resentment whether you realize it or not. That's the number one thing that's blocking all the good that could come to pass in your life. I'm going to give you such a simple example that you can't help but see that I'm right. Here it is. Someone comes up to you and they make a rude remark. If you didn't resent it, if you just heard the remark, but you didn't resent it. Then what would you feel? Nothing at all. Nothing. You might, if other people heard it, you might feel a little embarrassment, that's all. If someone comes up to you and they say something very critical of you, and you didn't resent it, what would you feel? Nothing. You might feel a little embarrassment if you realize that what they said is true. You are making a mistake. There is spinach on your cheek. Your shoelace is untied. And then you would say thank you. But otherwise, there would be no feeling whatsoever. And thereby, you could go through life and you would hear things and see things and watch things and notice things and nothing would faze you at all and you would be free to express yourself. Suppose somebody came up to you and they said something rude in another language that you didn't know 
what would you feel? Nothing, because you wouldn't understand what they're saying. So I want to make it clear that all of the negativity in your life, the bad memories, the hurt feelings, the grudges, all of your compensations where you try to go overboard doing nice things to make up for the guilt for having resented people, all of it falls away when you let go of resentment. So, the reason I'm adding this little portion to the other part that I made is this. I want you to see that right now, because you have been resentful, and thereby you have become emotional, and thereby you've gotten lost in your thoughts and your emotions and your memories and your worries and your doubts and your fears and all of that, and one feeds the other. The thoughts feed the emotions, and the emotions feed the thoughts. Because you've been lost there, you can't see the forest for, for the trees. You might not even see your resentment. You don't even know you're resent, resentful. You're just, you know that you're upset and things aren't working out. You're not feeling well. So what I'm saying is, if you could learn to calm down and sit still and come up out of your thoughts to reality and then just see... See, one of the things you would see is that those memories, they're just useless memories. That's all. They don't have any power over you. They're just useless. Your feelings of anger and hurt and so forth, you'll see they're kind of useless, aren't they? So you, you could let them go. If you could come back to being objective and not lost in your emotions and your thoughts. And so therefore, that's what I try to do here at Shedding Shackles. I try to wake you up so you can see your mistake, see it clearly, and then I show you how to sit quietly and learn to watch without falling into the thought stream, without falling into emotions. Thereby, you're free of them. See? So, I hope this little addition has been helpful to you. I would like for you to visit the website SheddingShackles.com and look at all the wonderful resources that we have there for you. We have a little Christian meditation. It's very beautiful. It's short. It's very sweet. And it is free. It's my gift. Okay? It's my gift. And I hope you'll keep listening in this program. Remember, we're on podcasts, of course. Get one of my books. I have a book, a very nice little book called An Introduction to Stress Management. It's actually a very nice little book, and it's free. You can find it at the website. Free. All right. And don't forget, I have quite a few lectures on YouTube, some very nice lectures on YouTube. I encourage you to also watch them, because most of them are actually quite good, if I do say so myself. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And may God bless. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. 
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.